Every year, tens of thousands of dogs, mostly beagles, are used as tools in deadly research experiments. Join me, your host, Ellie Hansen, as we dive into this issue and talk to all the awesome people out there trying to make a difference for these dogs. Best of all, find out what you can do to help. We're opening doors for discussion and shedding light on the facts. This is Dog Research Exposed. In the previous episode of Dog Research Exposed, I interviewed two courageous activists who rescued three beagles from a research breeding facility called Ridgeland Farms. These beagles were clearly suffering and about to be sold to their deaths for the research industry. These three dogs are now safe and loved, but there are over 700 beagles still located at this facility. Located in Wisconsin, Ridgeland is the third largest breeder of beagles in the U.S. for the animal experimentation industry. As I recorded this episode, the activists, representing an animal rights group called Direct Action Everywhere, are preparing to go to trial on March 18th, having been charged with felony theft and felony burglary. But they are not alone by any means. A local animal advocacy group in Dane County, Wisconsin, called Dane for Dogs, has stepped up to support the activists and all the beagles at Ridgeland Farms. Get a glimpse of how this small Wisconsin community is coming together to fight against dog research. Rebecca Robinson, the founder of Dane for Dogs, leads our discussion on Ridgeland Farms, the power of people, and how we can all help the activists facing these felony charges, when in reality what they really did was step up bravely to save the dogs' lives. The outcome of this trial could very well be a precedent for the future. So please take note, because everything you need to get involved and show your support for the Beagles and the activists is right here in this inspiring episode of Dog Research Exposed. In the previous episode of Dog Research Exposed, we learned about how three brave activists rescued three beagles from inside Ridgeland Farms, the third largest breeder of beagles for research and experimentation in the United States. So this episode is essentially part two of our continuing conversation about the Ridgeland Farms rescue and Ridgeland Farms in general as well as the trial that's going to be going on in March for the activists. And I also want to talk about how we can all support these activists who saved these beagles' lives. But I'd like to take a step back for just a moment and talk about your organization, Dane for Dogs, which has become so engaged in this controversy of dogs being used for experimentation in this community in Wisconsin. As the founder of Dane for Dogs, Something in your life must have led you to feel very strongly that something needed to be done. So at what moment in your life did you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to do something to stand up for these dogs at Rachel and Farms? 
Yeah, it was pretty much the moment that I learned about Ridgeland Farms. So I learned about Ridgeland Farms because of the rescue by the activist that you had on your podcast last month. Um, there was an article by Glenn Greenwald in the Intercept magazine called Bread to Suffer. And it described what was happening at Ridgeland Farms. And I lived so close nearby, only about 20 miles away. And I had had no idea that there were thousands of dogs kept in these awful conditions, repeatedly bred over and over, their puppies sold for experimentation. I had no idea this was going on near my house. So as soon as I learned about it, I thought, this is not okay. I, this is not okay. I've got to do something. As part of your organization's mission, you're working on several different projects currently. So I was hoping you could describe some of these projects. And in particular, I'm interested in your work surrounding city ordinances banning research dog puppy mills and corporations that would set up dog research facilities. I would love you to describe this process because I know there are many communities nationwide who do not want animal experimentation facilities in their backyards. Yeah. Um, the first thing I would suggest is that people go to daneforddogs.org um, slash toolkit, and that will provide them with information that they can give to their legislators about how, you know, what research puppy mills are and different impacts that they have on the local communities. So a lot of times legislators will be quite responsive to that. Um, the the most impactful um, legislation that we've passed so far that we helped pass was a ballot initiative in 2019 in Spring Green. And what happened was we had initially done a ballot initiative in Mount Horeb trying to shut down Ridgeland Farms in 2018. Unfortunately, we lost that ballot initiative. We did get 41% of the vote and it was a huge fight, but we did lose it. But then in 2019, another research puppy mill completely separate from Ridgeland Farms, but nearby, about, again, 20 miles away or so, um, decided to move into Spring Green, Wisconsin. And the residents there were appalled by this. And so they reached out to Dane for Dogs to ask for our help. So we helped them. And the residents of Spring Green were absolutely amazing in this fight. So this research puppy mill called Tri-Valley Resources wanted two different locations. They wanted a location in the town of Spring Green and then another location in the kind of incorporated area between the village of Spring Green and the town of Spring Green. So in order to get all of the permits, they had to go to the village board, the town board, and the county board. And at every single one of these meetings, Spring Green residents showed up, packed these board meetings, speaking out against this research puppy mill and saying how much they did not want this research puppy mill in their community. And so ultimately, we ended up doing a ballot initiative with them, and it did pass. And that was a major win for us, for the people of Spring Green, and a blow to the industry. Unfortunately, that research puppy mill is up and running due to some, basically, some issues around uh, zoning and the fact that they had their application in before it was banned, and also the fact that in Wisconsin, ballot initiatives can only apply to villages and cities. They can't actually apply to towns. And so um, there were some limitations on that. And they also had a lawsuit uh, where they basically forced the village to approve their conditional use permit against the, the will of the residents. But um, that was one of the most inspiring 
campaigns I've been a part of just to see the residents so engaged and so determined to stop this facility. But I'm sure they were upset when the research puppy mill was just able to go ahead anyway. Um, yeah, the residents were very upset by it. Several residents actually moved moved out of Spring Green because they were so upset by it. Um, it's been definite cause for concern in the community, um, especially because that facility is on a very busy road, whereas Ridgeland Farms is tucked away. Almost no one knows that it's there. And of course, this facility in Spring Green, um, there are no signs indicating it, but the residents do have to drive past it every day. And I know a lot of them still suffer every time they drive past thinking about those dogs inside. And that brings me to my next question, which is, I often wonder how people who live in a community can just drive by a dog research breeding facility like Ridgeland Farms every day and not try to do something to shut them down. Maybe they don't know it's there, but maybe they do. So do you believe that the people in Dane County generally support the research industry or do you feel that if given the chance to shut it down, they would step up to do so? I have no doubt if they were given the chance to shut it down, they would do so. Absolutely. Just about everyone that I talk to is surprised that dog experimentation is still legal. They're shocked that it's happening so close to their homes. Um, they want to stop it immediately. <laughs> um, and and they're all very engaged and want to do something. It is, however a very tough fight. I mean, if it was easy, it would have been done by now. You know, the industry has a lot of money. They have a lot of political sway. So these industries are very politically connected. They intentionally do that to protect their interests. And that makes it very difficult to shut them down. So I'd like to talk about the three direct action everywhere, known as DXE for short, the Direct Action Everywhere activists who saved those three beagles from Ridgeland Farms back in 2017. How did you feel about their courageous rescue? Because you were so close to that at the time. It was something that happened right in your backyard. I am now, but at the time, I had never even heard of Direct Action Everywhere. I, I literally learned about it from the Intercept article from Glenn Greenwald publishing their actions. I had never heard of them. I didn't consider myself an animal rights activist. I was just a dog lover who lived nearby and was appalled by this. Um, I'm very grateful that they did that because prior to them doing that, most people in the area had no idea it was even happening. Um, there were no signs. There was no discussion of this. No one talked about it. No one knew about it. It was really surprising. In fact, <laughs> this is how much we didn't know about it. We ran a ballot initiative in 2018 in the village of Mount Horeb because we thought Ridgeland Farms was in Mount Horeb. We didn't even know where they were located. They're located in Blue Mounds. But when we ran this ballot initiative, we didn't even know that because we had never been there because they weren't, there was no address for them on Google Maps. Like you couldn't just look them up. Now, today, you can go and look them up on Google Maps and you can see exactly where they are. But back in 2018, that didn't exist. So we were so far off. We were in the completely wrong village because we didn't even know where they were. So no, I had no idea the rescue was going to happen. I had never heard of DXE. 
Um, and I didn't even know exactly where Ridgeland Farms was when I started Dane for Dogs and started this effort to try and shut them down. It was all done in darkness. Their um, Ridgeland Farms operates in darkness. They thrive on darkness. And that's part of why the rescue was so important, was to shed light on what they do and, and where they do it. And so that has absolutely, I think, opened the eyes of a lot of people in the area. And since I think many of us don't really know where these research and breeding facilities are, like you say, these places are hidden. And I've witnessed that myself during our dog research exposed tour, how many of these facilities are hidden down a county road or down a dirt road away from the public eye. So can you describe for us, since you're from there, what it's like where Ridgeland Farms is, just to give us a sense of where this place is? Yeah, it's very rural. So when you think of rural Wisconsin, this is probably, it's not too far off. They're down a dirt road. Exactly. Um, there's, you know, houses speckled around, but not a whole lot. Um, large plots of land. Um, you know, kind of rolling hills and very few roads back there. So in general, there's just not many people and not much traffic going past there at all. Um, it's very remote. Can you hear any dogs barking? Because they have so many dogs in there. Uh, the latest figure is 759 dogs. Um, so I've never actually stopped and gotten out of my car by there. Um, but from what I understand from other people who have, they can hear the dogs barking, yes. So my next point, and this is such an important part of this episode, is how we can all come together to support the activists who rescued the beagles at Ridgeland Farms. Because these three activists are now facing felony burglary and felony theft charges for essentially doing the right thing, saving the lives of three beagles whose lives were in danger and who were suffering greatly. There are going to be many events surrounding their trial that's coming up in March, including an Invigo Beagle reunion and a Dog Defenders March. So I was hoping you could talk about all of these events and the exact dates. And I want this to serve as a place that we can help gather as many people together to support the activists and all the beagles at Ridgeland and all dogs in experimentation. Because I believe the outcome of this could be an example and a precedent for maybe other facilities around the nation. Yeah. So what I will say is things are changing rapidly and we have to be flexible. So I would direct people to daneforddogs.org slash trial to get the latest information. As of today, right now, um, the trial is scheduled to begin on Monday, March 18th. And that's a change, right? It used to be scheduled for Friday the 15th. It has now moved to Monday, March 18th. So that's the day when we're asking folks to come out and pack the courthouse. So that will be at the Dane County Courthouse. Um, we don't have a time yet, but it will probably be sometime in the morning. Again, go to daneforddogs.org slash trial to get the exact time um, and location. But Monday, March 18th in the morning, we're going to be at the courthouse. We're going to show up en masse. We're going to uh, tell the Dane County DA that we support the rescue, that we don't want our tax dollars spent prosecuting people who help animals. 
that we want him to prosecute Ridgeland Farms for the animal cruelty rather than the people who go in and, and help these animals. So that's what we'll be doing um, Monday, March 18th. We'll also be doing continued trial support. Now, we don't know how long the trial is going to go on for. We're expecting it to go on for that full week, though. So presumably March 18th through the 22nd, we'll be attending the trial during the day. And then there will probably be evening activities after court. So those will be things like protests, vigils, community dinners, fun outings around Madison, things like that will be going on those evenings. And then Saturday, March 23rd, is um, this is kind of like the weekend kickoff. We're going to have a whole bunch of events that weekend starting at um, right now. And again, subject to change, but right now we're looking at Saturday, March 23rd at 1 p.m. We're going to have the Invigo Beagle reunion at James Madison Park. And so this will be a chance for um, everyone to attend. It's going to be family friendly, pet friendly. Um, we're going to have uh, a lot of people who have rescued beagles from Invigo. So Invigo is a facility on the East Coast, a research puppy mill, very large one, that was shut down in 2022. We, as in Dane for Dogs, adopted out six beagles from Invigo to uh, families in the area. So several of them will be there as well as Invigo beagles from across the Midwest. So Invigo had about 4,000 beagles that were adopted out. So we're doing a reunion for all of them to get them together. They have, obviously, these dogs have unique experiences. They have unique challenges and unique needs. And so the, uh, the folks who adopted these beagles, they share a common bond, you know, and we want to encourage that and give them a chance to come together. Um, in addition, we think it's inspiring for people in the community to come and meet these dogs and see these dogs were scheduled to be experimented on. And that's so sad then to see, but to see them now in their families, receiving the love, playing in the grass, you know, able to sniff as beagles love to do, being their best beagle selves is uh, an incredibly inspiring opportunity for people to come out and meet these beagles. So it's both for the adopters, it's for the beagles, and it's for anyone in the community who wants to come um, and share in that joy of that success story. So we're gonna have that uh, reunion at 1 p.m. at James Madison Park. And then at 2 p.m. we're going to go on a march. Um, and so this is going to be a, a nonviolent, completely peaceful, friendly, fun family event. Everyone is welcome. We're going to have signs. We're going to have the opportunity to make signs to, if you come early. And so everybody will be able to participate in this. We are going to have the back of the march, the tail of the march designated as quiet. So if you have noise sensitive family members, whether they're humans or non-humans, and they're more comfortable in a quieter space, they can still join the march. That will be at the tail of the march designated more quiet. And so hopefully everybody will be able to join us on that march. It should be a good time. And then on Sunday, March 24th, we have, again, a whole array of events, starting with community outreach in the morning. So that's going to be an opportunity for uh, we're going to gather together uh, in one central location. And then we're going to split up in groups and we're going to go to dog parks around Madison. We're going to have laptops where we're going to be showing video of inside Ridgeland Farms. We're going to be showing video of Julie and Anna and the, the dogs that were rescued from Ridgeland Farms. And so we're going to be showing that footage and we're going to talk to people at the dog parks and say, hey, did you know about this? 
did you hear about the trial? We might have a verdict by then, right? So we might be talking to people at the dog park with a verdict and asking them to take action um, based on that verdict. So that's what we'll be doing that Sunday, March 24th in the morning. Then we're going to get together for a lunch. And then in the afternoon, we've got activities around basically um, mailers. So you'll be able to send mailers to your elected officials to ask them to pass a ban in your community. Or um, you can also write letters to the editor. So we'll have help and, and advice on submitting, you know, the different newspapers where you can submit a letter to the editor and basically just help people use their voice for the dogs. And then uh, also that afternoon, we'll have another chance to meet an Invigo Beagle and hear their story from a, a family member. So there's going to be a lot going on that weekend. Again, please go to danefordogs.org trial to get the latest on the schedule, the locations, the events. Um, so we're doing our best to keep that updated because things are changing rather quickly. So between all these awesome events and the actual trial, do you feel like there will be a big media presence for this? Oh, there definitely will be. I mean, this is the largest animal rights trial that I think Madison has probably ever seen. I know we're expecting a lot of activists to be coming into town. We've got Dane for Dogs has a lot of volunteers that we're, you know, they're all excited. They want to show up. We've got folks coming from Milwaukee and Chicago and all across the Midwest. Um, not to mention, you know, the DXE folks coming from California. So I think it's going to be a huge opportunity. I think there's going to be a lot of media coverage. Um, and it's dogs. Who doesn't love dogs? You know, this is such a compelling story. From the trial perspective, from all of the legislation that has already been passed, all of the local ordinances and things, this is an opportunity. Yeah, I think there's going to be quite a bit of media coverage. I would expect there to be. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this valuable information. And is there anything else that you'd like to say to everybody before we close this conversation? I just want to thank the activists of DXE for doing what they did and for being willing to put their freedom on the line to have this trial. They're choosing this route because they want people to see what's happening inside Ridgeland Farms because they want these stories to get out. Um, and so I'm so grateful to them for everything they've done, for opening my eyes to what was going on in my own community and for giving us the, the knowledge to educate so many other folks as well in the community. Thank you for joining me, your host, Ellie Hansen, for this latest episode of Dog Research Exposed. We are an independent, nonprofit organization dedicated to using communication, education, and collaboration to end the cruel use of dogs for chemical and biomedical research. And we need your help to spread the word. We rely on donations to bring this podcast to larger audiences around the world. So please consider making a donation today at dogresearchexposed.com.